It's a franchise record, 54 for Carl Anthony Towns. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Gibson struggling to get it in, finds Wiggins. Andrew around a town screen, inside of midcourt, launches the three, at the buzzer, banks it in! Andrew Wiggins has won it at the buzzer! Lobs it up ahead, Tyus rises up and slams it with the right hand! Taj Gibson with the defensive play of the game! It's over! It's over! Celebrate Wolves Nation! Welcome into another episode of Wolves Cast Audio On Demand. John Pokey alongside Cal Soderquist here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. And boy, we got a great show lined up for you. Junior NBA qualifying tournaments have been announced. We'll talk to John Thomas, Vice President of Basketball Development, to get all the details on that. And Derek Rose, we get to know D. Rose in his own words. But first, Cal, uh, we got to go back and talk about the final game before the All-Star break. The Wolves get a 121-111 win over the Houston Rockets. You know, Minnesota struggled for so long with Houston over the last couple of years. It was just not a good matchup. We saw that play out in the postseason a year ago, but suddenly they are 2-0 against Houston. Rally back from down 19 in the first meeting, and in this one, uh, just an absolute battle, and it ends in a 10-point win. What were you, uh, What was your biggest takeaway from how Minnesota played on Wednesday night? I think overall, just the guys that stepped up, right? The, the Wolves did get some reinforcements at the guard position over these really these last two wins, but you were missing Andrew Wiggins in both of them. Josh Okogie played phenomenally in, in trying to at least slow down James Harden. Um, and, and even a guy like Luol Deng, who played really well in both of the wins earlier this week at Target Center. And, and it's a testament, I think, to you know a guy with like Lou who stays ready for this kind of thing and in this kind of role. In his minutes, they weren't... They weren't sparse. They weren't minimal in these two wins. 36 of them, yeah. Yeah, so he was ready, and, and really that's what I was impressed with is just different guys maybe answering the call and stepping up. And you mentioned getting healthy at the guard spot. I think that's been a big key for Minnesota over these last two wins. Jeff Teague with double-doubles in both of them. He had 27 points, 12 assists. I thought he was just masterful in that fourth quarter, executing uh, the high pick and roll, knowing what the mismatches were, attacking them. He hit a big step-back three, and really in that fourth quarter, he just seemed in complete control of the game. So I think you're right. Guys stepping up, the point guard play was huge you know and it's funny we mentioned all that and you must think Carl Anthony Towns had a so-so game (laughs) he had 25 points nine rebounds and five assists but Cap makes it look so routine that it's almost like we don't even talk about him when he puts up those types of numbers I'm glad you brought up Josh Okogie I thought uh, he had some key key plays couple of strips of James Harden and then really the capper that got this place out of its uh, that really blew the crowd out of its mind uh, were two plays he had a strip and a dunk back the other way against Harden and then that block on a step back three you never see that on Harden and uh, Ryan Saunders said it afterwards that hey Josh grew up a little bit in that game and I think the crowd loves to kind of reward those plays too that they like to show you that your energy brings their energy, that type of relationship, and, and I think Josh will only feed off of it as he gets older. You know, I really wish that we could make every night <laughs> a purple takeover night. I mean, the City Edition uniforms are absolutely awesome. I love the rally towel that they gave on with the Prince saying, you know, I, I like Hollywood, I just like Minneapolis better, and uh, all that stuff, the, the atmosphere, the music, it creates such a great atmosphere, and once again, Minnesota living up to it with a big win over the Houston Rockets. 
gets back-to-back wins heading into the All-Star break. Speaking of breaks, we're going to take our first one here on Wolves Cast. When we come back, VP of Basketball Development John Thomas tells us all about the new Junior NBA qualifying tournaments happening all across the Upper Midwest on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control to all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Wolves Cast continues here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. John Fokey with you. Still to come, we've got Derek Rose in his own words. We'll learn his favorite food, who he tells good news to, and so much more as we get a glimpse in inside the mind of D Rose. Plus we've got a very special all-star preview version of three in the key with Cal Soderquist. But first the Timberwolves recently announced a series of junior NBA qualifying tournaments. that will be happening throughout the upper Midwest. And I sat down with former Timberwolf and golden gopher, John Thomas, who is also currently the vice president of basketball development for the wolves and Lynx, to get more information. In essence, it's a tournament of the best 13 and 14 year old teams not only from the United States, but from around the world. And what makes this cool is that it almost takes the fashion of, uh, I guess, a Little League World Series. Um, so the NBA now this year allowed NBA teams to, uh, to participate in it at, at the local qualifier. And it's for boys and girls, ages 13 and 14, for those teams. And as you talk about the local qualifiers, the Minnesota Timberwolves have really taken the bull by the horns and, and kind of gone above and beyond with the qualifiers that they're putting on. Yeah, so 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 far this year, there's been 15 teams that have stepped up to to the plate for the local qualifying tournaments, and uh, all of them except for us have done one. Uh, we are taking the ambitious step to do five. Uh, so we've got one coming up in uh, Moorhead, uh, Iowa, South Dakota, and then two in, in in the Minnesota metro area. Why was it important for this organization to take that step to to put on five different tournaments and and try to really canvas the upper Midwest? Well, I think it's just, it's important to really establish the footprint, and and with the NBA taking such a significant stance for youth, and and really providing I think the the pathway uh, towards excellence, and knowing that uh, these tournaments are different, right? It's not you're you're not cramming a bunch of games into one day. The one thing that I really love about it is. Um, you can only play two games a day. And once you start to get to the regional and the, the international slash national level, uh, they provide uh, opportunities for ambassadors. Uh, last year was Dwayne Wade, Vince Carter, Candace Parker. Um, you know, just they, they can speak to uh, kind of the, the global nature of what the game means to them and how uh, kids can start on that path. And you guys have teamed up with the Breakdown Group, uh, who puts on a great, great tournament here in the Twin Cities. Uh, why was it important to team with with Justin and his group? Well, quality, right? I mean, Justin, Hegna, Dean Kessler, they've got a great name. And, and for us, it was important to partner with uh, people that can put on, put on and run a great tournament. And uh, their, their name came highly recommended. And so for us, we want to take that the right step, especially knowing it's our first step. You know, and I think that this tournament really speaks to basketball fans because there hasn't been something like this before. I mean, there's AAU tournaments all over. There's teams that travel. But, you know, in baseball, you've got, as you talked about, that Little League World Series where this is what teams are going for. But in basketball, there's never really been anything like this where it's all together in, in kind of one setting. Yeah, I mean, there was, I think, as as former player, you know, I always looked at what are we playing for? Mm-hmm. And the excitement that you can actually bring uh, a level, uh, a, an event of this magnitude 
at this level, uh, specific from the NBA, where they're, they're putting all their, their muscle behind it, and as are we. So for us, when you generate the excitement at the local level and then look to uh, you know, the possibility of playing at the regional level and knowing that, for example, the last year's game was, was broadcast nationally, uh, the, the championship game was broadcast nationally, uh, really gives uh, teams a platform, gives them the opportunity to showcase who they are. Uh, and again, to be able to, to mingle with you know, current and former NBA super, and WNBA superstars, uh, I think it just says a lot and, and, and just a, a tremendous opportunity. And I think of what this franchise, both the Wolves and the Lynx, means to youth basketball and, and how you guys have worked so hard uh, to develop those relationships that this just seems like an extension of that. For sure. I think for us, you know, we're really looking at the, the upper Midwest as a whole just because, um, you know, we've got the, the chance to really uh, make the, the right imprint, the right impression. And knowing that there's a ton of products and services out there and, and certainly, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that do a good job. We just want to do the best that we can to grow the game the right way. And it doesn't just start with kids. I think it also is encompassing of, of parents and coaches, uh, youth associations. Uh, there's a ton of great people that want to do great things. And uh, we just want to be a, a front and center at the part of it. That's Wolves and Lynx Vice President of Basketball Development, John Thomas. You can get more information and register for the Junior NBA Qualifying Tournaments at TimberwolvesBasketballAcademy.com slash junior, that's J-R, NBA. Again, TimberwolvesBasketballAcademy.com slash junior NBA. All right, keep it right here. We've got an all-star weekend preview version of three in the key coming up. But next, it's Derek Rose in his own words on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The season is here, and unforgettable experiences are just waiting for you and your group. Catch the pack in action and get in on pregame performances, player high fives, photo ops, and more. Find your experience now at Timberwolves.com slash groups. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Welcome back to Wolves Cast. John Fokey with you here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. All-Star Weekend is upon us, and coming up, we got a special All-Star edition of Three in the Key. But first, we check in with three-time All-Star Derek Rose. We all know D. Rose, the basketball player, the former MVP, the 50-point scorer, but now we get to know Derek a little bit in his own words. Derek Rose, and when did you first realize you might be able to play basketball professionally and why? I think I first realized I could play professionally professionally, um, when I was a sophomore in high school. I think before then, um, they put in the rule that KD, Kevin Durant, had to go to college for one year. And before him, kids were able to go straight from high school. Right after they put out that rule, I knew I had to go to school for one year. But I knew that I could play um, professionally um, when I was a sophomore in high school. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would you choose and why? I think I would choose Italian food. I think Italian food is very tasty. Um, I think that um, they have different varieties of um, meals and um, and different things you could do with their twists you could do with their food. And I'm a pasta guy, so I love pasta. And you know, with basketball, that helps um, um, before the game. The last thing I watched on Netflix was a show called Explained. And um, it's like 13 episodes. Every episode has its own theme or um, topic. And it goes from water to banks to um, presidents to wherever you want to think of. This show explains why it's going on and why it happened. So I love, um, it's kind of like a documentary type of um, 
um, series, but I love um, learning and I'm a visual learner, so it's easy. Uh, what's the one thing you're confident you're better than all your teammates at? I think I'm better at chess. I play a lot of chess and I don't think my teammates play chess like that, but I think I'm a really good po um, player. Who was the first person you called with good news and why? The first person I called with good news, I would have to say, is my girl, my, my girlfriend. Um, she's kind of like my partner, my partner in crime and everything. Um, I feel like um, she knows me better than anyone. And if, I, if I'm if i not being myself, she's going to, or doing something that's um, out of pocket, she's going to put me back in place no matter what. So that's what it's about. Good stuff there from Derek Rose, and great to have him back in the lineup as well, dropping 22 Monday in his return from ankle soreness as the Wolves beat the L.A. Clippers here at Target Center. All right, stay tuned. We'll wrap things up with an all-star edition of Three in the Key. Cal Soderquist returns next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The Timberwolves are back, and so is College Night, presented by U.S. Bank. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets for $10 by using a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Wrapping up Wolves cast, John Fokey rejoined by Cal Soderquist. And Cal, as we go three in the key, we previewed it, an all-star edition of three in the key. So what do you got for us? Yeah, no no immediate upcoming matchups for the Timberwolves to preview. So we'll instead focus on that all-star weekend. And uh, we will preview and prognosticate the three biggest events in Charlotte this weekend. And with all due, all due respect to both the skills contest and and then, of course, that Rising Stars game that happened Friday. We will focus on the three-point shootout, the slam dunk contest, and, uh, of course, Sunday's main event, Team LeBron against Team Giannis. So first, the Mountain Dew three-point contest. I'll give you the contestants, and then you give me your pick. Um, we've got Devin Booker, who's the defending champion, Seth Curry of the uh, Trailblazers, Steph Curry, of course, of the Warriors, Danny Green of the Raptors, Joe Harris of the Nets, Buddy Heald of the Kings, Dame Lillard of the Blazers, Chris Middleton of the Milwaukee Bucks, Dirk Nowitzki, the uh, legacy edition, I guess you could say, of the Dallas Mavericks, and then uh, the guy who a lot of the people in the building will be rooting for, Kemba Walker of the Charlotte Hornets. Now, I want it to be Dirk, but it's not going to be. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk is a tremendous shooter. He'll go down as one of the greatest shooting bigs of all time, but his release is too slow. It just takes too long, especially at this point in his career. And that's kind of why I was, I was surprised about Devin Booker winning it. Yeah. He's not necessarily the quick trigger guy. I think an event like this favors shooters like Steph Curry and possibly his brother Seth Curry. All of that being said, I'm taking Kemba Walker. Okay. Think back to you know 1994 in this building. Uh, you had J.R. Ryder in the slam dunk contest. What did he do? He won it in front of his hometown. I think there's an extra, extra gear that those guys playing on their home court uh, will be able to get. And, you know, just look no further than the WNBA and Minnesota Lynx with Maya Moore picking up MVP honors here at Target Center over the summer. So I'm going Kemba in the three-point contest. I like it. I, I think Dirk would be my selection to have the most fun during this contest. True. I think he'll be laughing the whole time. I like your Kemba pick. I like Damian Lillard for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Uh, the quick release, it's normally a guy who just gets into a rhythm and then stays hot. Uh, and we've seen Dame certainly has range from all over and, and can get 
hot easily, so I like Dame. The other thing with Dame, too, not a whole lot of lift to his shot, so you don't need to worry about gassing yourself. That's where Kemba might get uh, get a little fatigued towards the end. All right, our, our second key event, the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest, and some of these names may not be recognizable to the, the casual fan, but you've got guys, uh, first Miles Bridges, who is a rookie for the Charlotte Hornets. Again, he'll have a lot of that hometown support. Uh, John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks, Hamadou Diallo of the OKC Thunder, and then uh, the recently traded Dennis Smith Jr. of the New York Knicks. Yeah, I'm going to take a pass on this and just watch <laughs> the uh, the skills competition. In all honesty, I think the skills competition is going to be where it's at, and I think in the future, skills competition will probably start to outrank the dunk contest because it's just fascinating to watch You know, a guy like Nikola Jokic and, and the incredible skill that he has at his size going up against guys like Trey Young and Mike Conley and Luka Doncic. So uh, for the slam dunk contest, nothing intrigues me about <laughs> it this year. I will say, though, Dennis Smith Jr. probably gets a nod. The guy's incredibly athletic. Um, I also think Miles Bridges is going to make a, a good run at it, but I can't pick two Charlotte guys in these events. So I'll take Dennis Smith Jr. I'll do it for you. I'll pick Miles Bridges, <laughs> and I'll try to find a way to get him the audio of you saying you're not interested <laughs> in his performance. He's a guy I, I've only seen him play a hand of times this year but he has athleticism and and often th that's the only edge you need in this contest you also need the creativity yeah as we saw with former Timberwolves Zach Levine but I'm going Miles Bridges all right finally the Sunday uh, main event obviously team LeBron team Giannis Carl Anthony Towns going to suit up for team LeBron uh, give me your winner and then also your MVP, All-Star Game MVP. Yeah, this was a tough one because going through the rosters, it's like, who who do you give an edge to? But I am going to give the edge to Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I look at his starting five. I mean, you've got him, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba Walker. I mean, they can play inside out. You've got scoring from everywhere. Uh, I also think you've got guys that play well together in systems, whereas when you look at you know Team LeBron, you've got Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's part of that Golden State system, but Harden is a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, a one-man wrecking crew. LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, and so I just think that uh, the uh, team Giannis is going to get a better chemistry early, and I think they'll have a lot of fun, and I'm going to give the MVP to uh I was going to give it to Giannis but I think I'll give it to Paul George I just feel like the year that he's having he's in the MVP conversation yeah. overall I think this is one of those events where he goes out he puts on a show uh wins a crowd over and I could see Paul George winning it with team Giannis winning it overall all right you know what I I like team Giannis as well for a lot of the reasons you mentioned but I think Kemba Walker wins the MVP. He, <laughs> we are just all Charlotte Hornets. Well, hey, this this building I think is is going to be ready and excited to yeah. kind of host this game. We see it a lot of times, you know, in the maybe the glitzier cities where you you, you don't have as much of that home area presence, I guess. And I think Charlotte will show out for that. And you you've got a lot of guys in the game that have connections. Uh, Steph Curry went to Davidson, uh, loves that area. But Kemba Walker, I think, is another player who can just catch fire. And and uh, being the Hornet representative, his teammates will feed him. So. I know he, he he's not one of the guys favored to win the MVP award, but I'm going with Kemba. All right, Joe, it should be a lot of fun. All-Star Saturday night into the All-Star game, and hopefully Carl Anthony Towns puts on a show as well there in Charlotte. That'll do it for this episode of Wolves Cast. Minnesota back at it next Friday as they kick off a little road trip in New York. We'll talk to you then right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network.
This has been a presentation of the Timberwolves Radio Network.